You're in this one? <laughs> oh, you're in this one, too? Oh, I can stay out of it. He's going to cuddle. No, get Chris here. in here. Get, no, get Chris. Get Chris in here, okay. bro. Oh, well, welcome back to the Drain Plug Podcast, everybody. Today we have some very special guests in town. Mike Lopez looks very thrilled to be here. <laughs> special is On right. first podcast for the TB Nation. Um, we got Nick Barr at the very end. And good old Anthony Jones again with his, like, fourth... Or 14th appearance on the Drain Plug podcast. Wow. It's almost like you're part of it. Like Thank this. you for having me. <laughs> well, either way, uh, getting everybody together in one room is not always the easiest thing to accomplish. So we got everybody here and uh, we're down in Georgia. And uh, how, how was everyone's flight in? Uh,. You know, I hate flying. That being said, it was all right. Oh. Did Mike, you, Mike loves Georgia. Did you win any of the the gambling slots in Vegas? No, dude, that's terrible that they have that there. <laughs> it is pretty bad. Like, you got hosed the whole weekend, didn't win nothing, and then you just try to take the last little bit of your money from generosity. <laughs> right before you leave. <laughs> right before you leave. Yep. <laughs> Clear you out. <laughs> you can still lose your ass in the, in the, <laughs> the airport before you leave. <laughs> Sorry, Mike and I are headed back to our human lizard cages of the desert here shortly. So, yeah. Yeah. What's the water conditions out there in El Paso? <laughs> dry, <laughs> very dry. Water. There's no water. water. People think the Rio Grande <clears throat> in El Paso is like a real river that like people swim across to come to the United States. No, it's it's a drainage ditch that's dry like nine plus months out of the year. So, down by Brownsville in like South Texas, it's actually a river, but where I'm at, it's more of a drainage ditch. So. Very dry, very dry. Dang. Mike actually lives in the desert but has lots of water. Mike has beautiful, like, yeah. tropical water everywhere with big trees and stuff like trees that. Trees and giant radar sunfish and stripers. It's a life hack. It's a life hack to live in the desert next to water. He <laughs> lives in the oasis. Um, you're going to have to help me, bud. Yeah, Anthony, where's you your glowing personality going, yeah. man? Come on. You're a little, it's I too early like, for feel, you, huh? Like, Anthony's a co-host, co-host here. I feel like it's so hard. It's so hard without Chris here. <laughs> Chris is the natural. Chris is the natural uh, podcast talent. He's yeah, the he's a good the beard. Talker. The beard just flows with questions. So, which, what do you guys want to talk about? What's what's a good topic? Um, I mean, Nick, you're kind of clamming up too, dude. You you hardly yeah, ever normally, clam up. No, well, Mike told Mike told me to to not commandeer the situation here and. And stay quiet. So I'm. You know what? You know what? I'm sitting lot. in my corner over here. I do want to talk about this. I only have half a piece of hydro turf over here for my elbow. Okay. What? <laughs> what are you doing? Turn that off. Does I don't, it work? I don't know. We don't know. What did you just do? Turn it's it off. A, I think it's sound effects, but we're not. We're not wearing our headphones. Turn it off. <laughs> it's not still going, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, now you need these. There you go. Okay. Uh, all right, here, this is Well, here, much put them better. on. If they yeah. fit, then we can put them on. This works. Right. Your red is right. And we don't have to listen to the uh, the guys wrenching on a car behind there. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, I think we should dive into Nick a little bit, to be honest with you, because a lot of people probably don't know much about Nick or where he came from or, or his background in this industry at all. Um, it's true. The life the life story. Yeah. Um, well, I did know my dad, um, luckily. Um, sorry, Anthony. Um, but uh, no, so the, the cool thing, I, I think, from my end is, 
that I watched Mike start Tiny Boat Nation how many years ago now, Mike? Was that eight? 2015. So eight, yeah. Yeah. So that was eight years ago. Um, And my whole life I've been blessed to work in the fishing and boating industry and stuff like that and built my first little tiny boat when I was like 12 years old and it was nothing like anything that we do now but you know it was like what everybody else was doing at the time with wood and and some Lowe's carpet and taking a 12-foot John boat to go bass fishing and or a 12-foot v-hole and so watching Mike's videos got me really inspired um, of what Mike was doing and the Tiny Boat Nation movement and like joined the Facebook group and just kind of followed what was going on and being in the boat parts industry I'm like wow like this is really cool. Like Mike could use some of the products we make like on his boat builds. This would be really rad to see that happen. And so I just, I don't know how I reached out to you, Mike, probably on Instagram or it was like Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And was like, Hey, I got this cool product that I think you would like really like for your boat builds. And like, I think it'd be cool to include them. And, um, you know, so that's kind of how it all started is just sending Mike some stuff to use on the builds. And, um, you know, I, it just blew up. Mike's channel blew up. The Tiny Boat Nation movement started blowing up. And, you know, as a uh, brand working for Gator Guards, like, it was cool to see all that development. And, you know, when COVID happened, this was, what, March of 2020, mm-hmm. um, Mike had started, uh, had quit your day job, like, what, two weeks before COVID hit, a month before mm-hmm. COVID hit, quit his day job full-time to do YouTube full-time. And at that time, we were talking a lot. And working on projects and stuff together, um, for some Gator Guard stuff. And, um, I remember you called me what, right in end of March, 2020 or 2020 Bassmaster Classic. They had almost shut down the Bassmaster Classic Expo, um, because of COVID. And then I was going to go to another trade show, which is called Canoe Acopia, which is up in Wisconsin, which is super cool. It's mostly kayaks and canoes and also tiny boats. And they closed that down. And I think I was probably talking to Mike when I was in the airport, in Madison, Wisconsin. And, you know, I think he called me and said, like, this is just crazy. I just quit my day job and to do YouTube. And now the world's, you know, ending. And at that point, nobody knew what the heck was going to happen. Right. And um, so just like stayed up late at night thinking of ideas that, you know, we could do to I was like, I'm not gonna be traveling for work. Like this, all my trade shows are going to be gone. And like, let's build something together because this is really cool. And like, I really admire um, Mike and what we, you know, what Mike had done with Tiny Boat Nation and it's like, why don't we start up like a, a parts business and like support the community that already has been created with parts and accessories and stuff to be able to help people build their boats. And, um, so that background, um, you know, my background on the like business and e-commerce and parts side. And then obviously, you know, what Mike had built with Tiny Boat Nation and then also the whole crew that I didn't even know about at that point, like, Ryan, you and Nate, like all these people in the diehard group and like, you know, this community that I kind of just stepped into. I've been watching from afar and then kind of, you know, jumped into. Um, and at that same time, it was what the same spring, Mike, was when Nate kind of decided to that he wanted to oh, yeah. step away from the I think woodmill. It was the month that no, COVID it was, happened. Yeah. I believe. It was like Nate wasn't going to do it. And then his job sabotaged him and he called me like the next day. He's like, you know, maybe we'll. So that's what happened. Yeah, and but that was all around the same time as we were yeah. like, hey, let's put this together in an e-commerce business and um, you know and do that. And so like it was honestly, I just think kind of like honestly like God's blessing and favor to like have everybody in this group that like randomly just organically kind of happened um, to start that. So um, and then it's been you know three years since, and and I have a two-year-old little boy that you know I quit my day job um, 
when my company that I was working for got bought out and my little boy was about to be born and, and Tiny Boot Nation had gotten big enough where um, yeah, I could do it full time. And, and just, yeah, man, so it's just been absolutely kind of batshit crazy for the past three and a half years, so four years now. Been a nonstop grind. Yeah, so, um, yeah, man, it's been a huge blessing. But it wouldn't have all happened if it wasn't for Mike and you, Ryan, and, like, you know, the stuff that was already organically there going on eight years now um, to where we are now. So, so I'm rebuilding crazy. my boat now, and I went back to all my old videos <laughs> to screen record to kind of do, like, a lead-up to the story of this rebuild. Yeah. And that was terrible. That was so hard to watch. <laughs> Those old videos from storage unit in 2015 we had like, where I'm like holding the camera and like shaking the whole time. And I was like, dude, people actually used to watch this. I thought your videos were pretty good back then. Yeah. Like that, like you knew what you were doing. Yeah, but it was terrible quality. Terrible quality. Nah. It'll be all right. It was good. I took most of my old videos down too. <laughs> <laughs> the wood. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of them behind a wall that you can't of, see. Yeah, a lot Boston Whaler. Yeah. What was the first boat you built, Mike? Was that the. What was the first boat that was on the channel? Eight it was ago. a twelve foot jump boat, and I thought it was like the best thing ever. I remember, the, I remember the skiff. Yeah, yeah. The, the skiff, the skiff w really had a whole lot of. I think the skiff might have. I don't know. It wasn't the first one, but it. But it was like the bigger one. It was the one that was yeah. on camera a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That was like my my favorite boat. Then I broke it. <laughs> like the floor was like floating when we were on plane. It was like moving up and down. <laughs> really? Yeah. Fiberglass floor. I, I drove it around like that for a while too. It, a I was thinking about how bad that was. It could have just exploded and I would have sank immediately. It was like a hole. It had a rotten floor, Mike. It was like slowly eroding. Old, yeah. old rotten fiberglass. Yeah, it was beyond my skill to fix it. I sold it to some kid for like 200 bucks. All the way down from San Diego to pick it up and take it. That's a perfect boat though. You rebuild the floor, go take it out in San Diego Bay. Dude, those skiffs are nice. Nice little boats. Yeah, I liked them. Yeah. It was really nice to have. Handle the weight well. I remember you built a boat for some dude. It was like a 12-foot V-hole. Mm -hmm. I don't know the guy. Somebody in Arizona, maybe? Oh, Matt, yeah. And it was like a guy. little freaking pocket rocket. I think he had like a 25 on that thing. I had a 15, but it flew, oh, yeah. stupid. His little 11 and a half it foot ridiculous. Arkansas Traveler. Yeah, it looked it, ridiculous. That was I remember y'all picking that one up in the garage. Like, yeah, that was pretty. See how light it is? I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that thing flew. Yeah, sketchy. <laughs> It was, it was, that boat was in some of your older intros, I believe. Yeah. yeah. It looked sketchy. <laughs> it got hit by an old lady. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the guy got rear-ended. Yeah, he got rear-ended, and they went that boat, and then, huh. well, whatever. Bye-bye yeah. <laughs> boat. What, what, uh, so you did mention a little bit about Gator Guards, Nick, but before that, prior to that, what got you into fishing and so I, uh, I grew up on a lake as a kid. Um, my parents got divorced and we had to sell the house and nobody in my family is an outdoorsman. Um, and so in fifth grade, uh, I was skateboarding and I hit a ramp the wrong way and my leg got stuck in the gap and I fractured three parts of my knee. Oh God. Yeah. Right before baseball season. So, uh, spring of, I don't know what year it was, but, um, I was pretty depressed because all my skateboarding friends left me because they're like, wow, you're broken. Yep, you can't go to the skate park, so you're not cool anymore. Right. You know, in fifth grade, sixth grade, that's just how things work. Kids are brutal. Yeah, for sure. So uh, my mom said, like, hey, you know, you really like trying fishing when you were a kid um, at the lake house. Like, why, you know, I'll take you to the kids-only fishing pond. Like, I'll buy you a fishing rod from Walmart, and 
go to the kids only fishing pond and drop you off because like you can't move you got a full leg cast on you got three months of this right and uh trout fishing season just opened up so through that and spending essentially three months kind of self-teaching how to fish and being in a full leg cast and then um my mom's friend lived on a lake that had bass in it and so i was in a full leg cast fish on one of those little docks and I, it was during spawning season. There was like a six pound large mouth sitting right next to the dock and I had no clue what the fish was, whatever. And I had like six pound test line, a little worm and I hooked that six pound bass and that thing took me in and around all those docks and I'm surprised it didn't break the line. Uh, and I got it all untangled and like, I'm literally in a full leg cast trying to hobble around this stupid dock, trying to chase this big bass. And I get it just up to the dock and like get it to the line and I don't know what I'm doing. It looks scary. It's got the huge, you know, big mouth and like I've saw it on TV on Bassmaster where they grab it by the mouth and I'm like scared, you know, scared crapless to grab this thing in sixth grade. And uh, um, I tried to pull it up just by the fishing line and it breaks. And like fish goes back in the water, swims away. And, and your I'm heart like, gets ball, dude, I'm bawling. <laughs> I'm like just absolutely crying. Um, and I'm like, that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And also completely sad. Um, but ever, ever since that time, um, that was like, dude, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. Like, I want to fish. Um, and so just through that, and um, you know that fishing experience, and then like all the sports I played kind of fell away except for football. Um, and, but fishing became a passion. And from that I did like the junior, you know, fishing, it was right when the junior, like junior English stuff through Bassmaster was coming out. Right. And so like I joined a local bass club and like, it was really cool to get around other dudes that liked fish, um, and kind of be mentors for me. Um, you know, cause like I said, nobody in my family fishes. So like, right. thank goodness my mom was really supportive, um, of that as a kid. She would drive me to the lake before I had a license and drop me off at the boat and like, you know, probably good for her to just be like, let me go for six hours fishing and not right. deal with me. But, uh, um, yeah, man. So that joined the club then did the high school junior, um, the high school bass master stuff and then went to college and did the college fishing stuff. And that's where things really kind of took off doing the bass tournament deal with the college fishing and ended up going to doing the ESPN deal for college fishing and the national championship. We almost won that. And then I got absolutely stomped by Jordan Lee in the college Bassmaster bracket. Little did I know that he was going to become a two-time Bassmaster Classic champion. Oh, um, but yeah, I was one day away from making the Bassmaster Classic through the college program, and Jordan Lee absolutely stomped my face. So, which now looking back, hindsight 2020, God had a reason for that. Many reasons, but uh, right. yeah, he's a two-time Bassmaster Classic champion, so good for him. And uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty cool to say that at least you know you, you lost to a guy who became one of the greatest bass fishermen of all time. So that was pretty oh, crazy. Cool. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, in an alternate universe, you beat him and there's a Nick Barr Abu Garcia reel that everybody's fishing <laughs> with. Yeah. And you're like in an alternate universe, I'd be on a bass boat somewhere. Um, uh, you know what? Sometimes I do think about that, Anthony, like, you know, you in the multiversal, uh, MC, you know, Marvel, the multiverse here. Yeah. There'd be a, a version of Nick Barr on a boat somewhere doing bass tournaments, but at the same time, um, I ain't about that life anymore, man. So I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad God gave me what He gave me because it was it was exactly perfect for me. So, um, but yeah, sometimes looking at the bass tournament, it's like, man, it'd be cool to go back into that. But at the same time, I know how much work that is, and man, that's like professional gambling at, at most. For 98 percent of oh, people, yeah. it's professional gambling. So, yep. um, you know, I was never that good. I always had to work <laughs> at it. I wasn't a natural like Jordan and some of those guys are just like they could smell the water. They've been fishing since they were four years old, and like they spent 
thousands of more hours in the water than most people. Isn't it weird how some people are like that, though? 100%. Hunting, too. Same thing, bro. Yep, like, like you I just, agree. You can, like, sniff the ground, and it's like they know exactly what's going on. This this buck has been walking through this <laughs> path, like, 20 minutes ago. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to sit right here. 100%. Yep. Yep. 100%. Mike, what got you into fishing? My dad took yeah. me fishing. I caught a bluegill, and that was all it took. Yeah. Yep. That was it. And it went right in. <laughs> <clears throat> wasn't was it one of those three pound red ear sunfish? No, nope, it? it was just a bluegill. Just regular bluegill. It's and funny. I, was, I, I kind of have a similar story to Nick because my grandpa got me fishing, but he was we were at the bank and uh, we were brim fishing. I'd caught one, was reeling it in. My grandpa was looking or helping my sister with something, and uh, I got that bluegill straight to the bank, and this big old bass came up behind it and ate it, ripped my line, took everything, splashed all over the bank, and went back. I went, Grandpa, did you see that? He goes, what? I was like, I just, a big old fish just came up and ate my fish off the hook. He goes, no, it didn't. You're lying. He didn't believe me. To the day he died, he didn't believe me. But I swear that was the biggest fish I'd ever seen then. And I lost it, too, and I cried, too. <laughs> but... Uh. Well, Mike, what about your dad and fishing, bro? Like, I mean, fishing's been, like, a deep part of you for a long time and, like, taking Dom out and going striper fishing and stuff like that. Like, is there anything you feel like like a family, kind of a family tie to that, like taking Dom fishing and stuff that has been, um, you know, valuable to you as a father, taking him out striper fishing? I think every man should know how to fish. If you don't like fish, and I question your ability to function, <laughs> like, you're, like, not a good person. <laughs> Like, can you really trust somebody who doesn't fish? <laughs> I mean, I guess I never thought about it like that, but that is like, a point, when, I guess. What if they golf, Mike? No. <laughs> well, you could golf and be a total alcoholic. <laughs> so I just saw some dude in a golf cart get beat up by a kangaroo. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be friends with that guy either. <laughs> like, it, right. Well, I guess we'll be on. doing a what, TV what and golf tournament anytime soon. We need to get a kangaroo and I prove who's a man here. I would win. <laughs> I have skills. Alpha male Mike defeats kangaroo. Three punches in. Knockout. You just got to get past those claws. For all the, gol <laughs> all the gonna... golfers out there, that's uh, Mike Lopez I'm at tinyboatnation.net. <laughs> <emails. laughs> Golfing's lame. I say it officially. Yeah. I'll, de I'll, I'll defer my opinion on that one. All right. I'm not a huge golfer. No, Do you okay. golf? Uh, I do the extreme golf where it's like cardio and golfing. You take like two clubs and you just hit and you run the course as fast as you can. You do your 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 uh, ball shot count and then your time. You just add them all together. That's and back in the day, you, you know had, that's a real had, thing, Anthony. Yeah, uh, back in the day, you had to drink like six beers per. Hole. <laughs> that's your prior life, Anthony. That's your prior life. You're a new man. That's before I was cleansed. Yeah, you're a new man. It's all right. All right. Well, Anthony, how'd you get into fishing, dude? I mean, we're on this track of... Well, uh, well you know, um, I was sitting here thinking about, like, what would be a great story. <laughs> and I really don't have one, man. I remember going as a kid with my dad in a boat down a river. I remember um, going with my grandfather. I remember going with my aunt and uncle to the beach and, like, surf fishing when I was in high school. I remember doing a lot of, like, flats fishing and river fishing. I, I grew up in an interesting area, so it was, like crystal clear spring rivers, river, uh, water, clean water sources, um, brackish water, salt water, surf, ocean, deep sea, like everything. You do everything, ponds, lakes. And I, there wasn't any moment in particular that 
that strikes me is like I got bit by the bug. I just remember when I was in my mid twenties, um, when my wife and I started dating, she had moved to Alabama for a job and I kind of like followed her over there. And, uh, I just, that's when I kind of really got into bass fishing. Um, just, just out of pure boredom being right there at the Coosa river, um, and all these great fisheries. So just going out and catching some bass. And I, I still to this day believe I caught bigger and more quality fish before all this fancy equipment and rods and reels and lure. like i remember having a freaking ugly stick combo from walmart and going down to the kusa like bank fishing catching six pounders and like it's just not the same anymore <laughs> so <laughs> uh well since we're on this whole like starting the, the fishing story thing mike I want to learn more about the, in all honesty, like I, I don't quite know the, the origin story of TBN when you first started the channel. Okay, it's very simple. It's not very complicated. <laughs> when I caught the bluegill, I was addicted. <laughs> I was at like age five. Yep. So all the way into my adulthood, it, was, it came, but I was broke. You know, I wanted a best book, <laughs> but I was broke because I was a social worker and it was the most beta male job ever, right? It makes, pays you no money. Stupidest job. Don't do it, right? <clears throat> Especially if you're a dude. <clears throat> but so then I saw on YouTube that you could build a bass boat, and it looked pretty achievable. I was like, I could do that. That's not hard. And so I did. And it was pretty terrible. <laughs> and it was still better than most things out there. It got you on the water. So you're saying the YouTubers make it look easier than it really is. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a lot that's kind of netted it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a lot that's cutting it out. And then, then I just kept, it was constant a constant perfection thing after I built one. I was like, well, this could be improved. And then, like, I found out I should have probably been in the trades and not in stupid college wasting my time. And that was, like, a big eye-opener because then, like, I figured I was, I was good at building stuff. And that's made me f tremendously more money than stupid college. And yeah. money's not everything, but here at TBM, we put it right up there with breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Got to no pay problem. to play, man. Got to pay for that boat gas. <clears throat> yeah. What uh? What's your most maybe not necessarily your favorite build, but one that kind of is the closest to your heart? Closest to my heart? Yeah. Mike doesn't this, have a heart. What is, what is this? What kind view? of beta there's question? No, is okay. Yeah. There's no heart. There's in no that heart dark beating part in of your chest where there should be a heart. <laughs> what boat sits there? Oh, mine. Your boat? The yeah. Specific Who boat? else's would it be? Oh, no, so that'd be the 16 foot DV. Yeah. Okay. That is a pretty so, rad boat, especially since you put a bigger motor on it. It's it's definitely a rad. It's currently ripped apart. <laughs> it's an empty shell. Yeah. Just like Mike's heart. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Needs to be rebuilt. Which, uh, I got a good question. Which video, I know that's your favorite boat, but which one do you think is the audience's favorite based on YouTube analytics? Like views and it's either It's either hype? the Yak Killer or it's like the Lund. DV. Really? Yeah, it's either one of those. Well, two. your boat has to be close to there. Oh, the tracker? we get questions on yours all the time. Yeah, it's currently sitting at Mike's, too. Oh, is it? Yeah, because I got a pontoon boat. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an old, fat father man now. Well, I got a pontoon boat. Really? Yeah, yeah it's, it's sitting, sitting in, in my yard, I want Mike to be rebuilt. I want Mike to go fishing in it, because then it'll actually get some use instead of getting gathering dust. Yep. 
That's actually what good. What it has is a ticking time bomb on the back that'll eventually stud out. No, it is a. Up river this this is a pure piece of American machinery here, okay? It is a 2003 Mercury carbureted three stroke, or th three stroke, hey, dude, three cylinder, two stroke. That has not been maintenanced ever. It has Startron fuel stabilizer in it, which you could pee in that gas tank, and I bet you it'll still start. <laughs> and it has nine right. lives, and it's on, already used seven of them. Remember so, that time we beached it? Yes, we did in the river, <laughs> in the Havasu River. I saw that. We beached it. We I was wondering what you push. guys were doing. Dude, we were cruising. Yeah. Hair in the wind, everything. <laughs> just stopped. Yes, this, is, this is when Ryan had long hair, by the way. It was. This yeah. is, uh, yeah, Ryan was a cross between uh, Dale Earnhardt and Thor. Yeah. Um, like they had a baby. Yep. And Ryan, Ryan had long hair before Milliken. Yeah, but it was never as long as Milliken's is. Yeah, we can't all fish as good as Milliken either, so. Hey, hey, but listen here, man. You got you got a pontoon boat, and uh, what the wife doesn't know is in Georgia, uh, guys like you and I that are dads that get these old beat up boats. You know, they they think you're not in this fancy glitter rocket riding around. You're you're in a pontoon, but really, dude, the pontoons around here are called poontoons. <laughs> and there's a reason why they they make the family happy. They make the wife happy. Can't complain about that. After she rode in the bass boat on 4th of July and all them waves and holding Luke at six months old, she pretty much made it dang clear that uh, I'm never getting late again unless we buy a pontoon boat and get rid of the bass boat. So, And we're never going to the lake again unless uh, I get a pontoon boat, which actually the pontoon boats are pretty freaking rad. I yeah. got to say that. They're, there's definitely... You got a little fire pit on it or anything? <laughs> I should, man, for winter, but I need to get the trolling motor on there. I need to get the auto boat on there and do some crappie fishing or something up at the lake. Cause what you need to do is have the Florida... Have you, have you seen that guy that did Florida camping? No. But instead of building a fire, he put a dry ice in the fire pit. What? And they, instead of oh, cooking oh, s'mores, oh, oh, okay. they cooked popsicles. I got, you. I got you. I got you. Dude, I should do that in the middle of summertime in El Paso. Or take right. over to Mike's and have a suit and do that, because that's, that's the right way to do it. The reverse... Reverse fire pit camping. Dude, yeah. we need to, you know, for all the college football guys like me, we need to do like a uh, blend both, best of both worlds. Like you could take the wifey and the kids out on the pontoon, all right? And then we somehow get like, I don't know, some sort of couple hundred amp, amp hour batteries, a power inverter, like a flip up 42 inch TV on some sort of being able to stream the game and then do like a Blackstone grill station on there. <laughs> And like have the ultimate. I've seen it done with trucks, like this flip out camper setup with all the you know tailgate central, yeah. Dude, tailgate I mean, central on the water, bro. You like should see the boat that Nate's building right now. That that for that guy that's got a custom pontoon boat. That's it's almost like that without the camper. Like the really? guy's got the full the awning. grill, the awning. Like Console. it's it is the tailgate tune. And so yeah. I don't know when that's getting finished, but I think tune. it's getting close. The tail tune. split tail tune, split tail tune. <laughs> Split tail poon tune. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Any uh, you got any other good questions for for Mike? Yeah. What's your uh, What's your favorite color? Is it black? <laughs> Most of your boats are usually black. Actually, it's green. But I can't wear green. It doesn't look good on me. How do How do you feel How do you feel about black boats though? Huh? Well, obviously I have one. <laughs> well, no, I know. I was just. <laughs> That was a conversation. That's that we why all we had came previously. up with the TBN camo. That's why the TBN camo is the way it is. Some people don't like black boats. I like black because you can run that crap into a rock <laughs> or like weeds, <clears throat> and nobody cares because right. it's black. Like it doesn't. It doesn't say, "Hey, look at me!" Like it's not after all flashy. you wrecked it. Yeah, you got to get in there, man. What was yeah. the reason, Mike, behind the TBN camo color? 
Oh, I, I, I photoshopped this color one time and because made I thought oh, yeah, most is, all the hydro turf was ugly. Story. I hope they're not hearing this. I don't think they're gonna watch this. Like, <laughs> no, they love. It. <clears throat> we offer all colors of anyway, hydro turf so for I, all peoples. I took out the yellow and the other odd colors, and it just looked like this. And everybody kept asking for it. Yes. So backstory, Mike edited because that's what he does for a living he edits things he takes a he takes a photo and edits the colors to make it like look cooler and give it this effect and that photo ended up getting put on the website for sales and then everybody's calling like i want that color something like that right yeah. pretty pretty much we so, get, yeah. so then because we do what the people demand we give them what we want what they wanted and they made the color yeah it was yeah, it uh is. not everybody could say that i'm not trying to blow your little head up or their mic but like <laughs> Not everybody could say that they have a company exclusive color through HydroTurf. You can only get this color. <laughs> wait, wait. Actually, we have two. We two. Have two. <laughs> and I like the old one better, in my opinion. Yeah, you're just because you're weird. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, this is more towards what the actual the actual original Photoshop picture looked like. But yeah, we were getting phone calls left and right. Uh, that where's this color on the website? I'm like, what color are you talking about? And the picture, I'm like. That, that doesn't exist. That's Photoshop. So, um, yeah, so we made it happen. So, yeah, dark and light now. So you got two options. And every phone call came with a message in a in a group chat saying either make this color or get this photo off the <laughs> well, site. website. Yeah. <laughs> Stop having people yeah. call it. One did, star we, review. We did, have to, we did have to take it down. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, did. We, we removed it from the front part of the website so that people couldn't see it until they came up with their own colors. So, um, yeah, process resolved, but... Well, either way, we'll do this again another time, and we'll dive deeper into everything and have better conversations. But Sweet. appreciate you guys checking out the Drain Plug podcast. Um, thank you to tbnation.net for sponsoring this podcast. Make sure to visit the website for dry hatches, EVA foam, live well tanks, live well plumbing, electrical components, pretty much everything you need to customize and outfit your John boat. We also have all the affiliates here. we got Anthony. Mike obviously makes all the videos for TB Nation, so visit TB Nation on YouTube. Actually, it's Tiny Boat Nation on YouTube. Um, but thank you guys for listening. We'll have more episodes soon. And uh, don't forget. Don't forget what? Your drain plug. Drain plug. Thanks, guys. All right. Don't forget your drain plug. Oh, messed that one up. <laughs>